You're listening to the Bitcoin.com podcast. Our guest today is Jack Platts, co-founder of Hypersphere Ventures. This episode is brought to you by the Bitcoin.com exchange, the exchange you can trust. Buy and sell Bitcoin as well as 250 digital assets. The Bitcoin.com exchange is secure, fast, easy, and reliable. Register within seconds and buy crypto with a credit or debit card. Join our community of traders now. Exchange.bitcoin.com. I'm your host, Dustin Planthold. Join us as we dive into the world of economics, politics, tech, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency. For even more crypto-related news, sign up at news.bitcoin.com or follow us on Twitter at Bitcoin.com. Now let's bring on our guest. Jack, welcome to the Bitcoin.com podcast. Thanks, Dustin. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, thanks, Jack. Uh, Hypersphere Ventures, uh, that's, a, that's a cool name. Tell us, what do you guys do exactly? Yeah, thank you. Uh, my, my partner uh, and co-founder, Rob, came up with the name Hypersphere. And Hypersphere is a, a venture technology firm investing and participating uh, deeply in early stage projects and communities. So we like to, to partner with project founders and help them ideate, architect, and, and, and launch their, their projects, um, usually a, a blockchain-based or project, and, and, and oftentimes with a cryptocurrency attached to it. And then once it's out there, we participate deeply in, in those communities and in those networks. So everything from mining or, or validating to, to providing liquidity, uh, running, running nodes for, for whatever service the network provides, um, and then participate in, in the governance as well. Um, we, we we kind of have this belief in on-chain governance as a powerful driver and a catalyst of, of further adoption for these economic machines that are that are blockchains. Interesting. Now, you know, we have a lot of companies on the show that are some of them are startups and new to the space. So, tell us what does it go? What goes into this process? I mean, what do you look for when you're looking to to help a company go to that next stage from a funding side? What is the process for them? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it can depend, and kind of as a as a generalization. Well, firstly, I mean we're we're more focused on on the Polkadot network ecosystem. That is our niche, and, and where we spent a lot of our time over the past three years is focused on building and, and, and launching both the Kusama project and the Polkadot project. And um, but I think what, some of the ge- uh, generalizations you can make across ecosystems, be it Ethereum or, or Polkadot or, or some other kind of base layer chain, is right now we're we're at the point in blockchain's development that a lot of what's going on with DeFi and and and, and of course um, just base layer chains and blockchains generally is it's on-chain assets, so it's easy to track blockchain assets. That are native to to the blockchain. So, um, of course, Bitcoin's a really obvious one, um, but then you also have have ones coming out now that 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 maybe um, track where your assets are. If you provide liquidity to a specific pool, if you have um, ownership over a specific asset on the blockchain, like a receipt or an IOU, you know the kind of the fungibility of that and, and moving that around um, uh, through through these DeFi protocols is is quite quite popular right now. And we hope um, over time, we can also link other digital assets to the blockchain. For example, uh, Filecoins launched earlier this year kind of indicated that that's where the industry might be going with with 
um, kind of digitizing file file storage and um, and having ownership or the ability to store files by through ownership of this of this token. And we expect the same thing for privacy and, and compute. Um, so whenever we work with with project founders, it's really about um, having uh, helping them s uh, see where we are in the development of of the technology, what's actually feasible right now, and what's possible. Um, and and then where some of the the opportunities are, so um, using using the technology as it stands today, and so um, so what we really like to do is is partner with founders who are who who are kind of on on the edge, but not too far in the future where they're like trying to tokenize like you know um, everything in the world in the real world. That's that's um, a lot of a lot of projects have kind of um, over the past three years maybe been a little bit early to a bunch of different ideas. Um, and but people are still talking about those ideas three, four, five years on because they are good ideas. It's just um, where we are kind of in the life cycle of of adoption. So um, as builders of of, of Polkadot and, and Kusama, um, we have a kind of a keen insight into to where that bleeding edge is and, and trying to help projects kind of ride um, kind of the 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 the, the novel um, and and kind of the the next the next step with some of these technologies. And now why Dot? I mean, there's a lot of companies in the space that you could have built this off of, or at least put your focus into. What is it about Dot that excites you? For me personally, I got into Polkadot about th three years ago, and the there's about, there's two or three pieces that really excite me. So one, initially was just the technical credibility of, of the founding team, right? Uh, Rob and, and Gavin and, and, and the founders of, of, of Polkadot and, and the Parity team has, has a lot of technical credibility. This is not the first blockchain they've launched. I think it's the third, fourth or fifth or something like that, right? Um, so, um, so, 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 so there wasn't just a white paper and an idea of interoperability and, and kind of a sharded architecture like ETH 2.0 and all this, all this stuff, right? It was actually... Um, a, a vision that that was uh, that had the people to actually deliver on it. So that's that's really important uh, when kind of putting your lot in with an ecosystem or or a team, right? Especially someone like me, I'm, I'm relatively the young guy to, to to put in my kind of career into into a specific project, right? I you, you'd hope that the people talking about it are able to deliver it uh, and deliver it in 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 in, in, in due course and in, in, in an acceptable time frame. Um, and then, but 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 more on Polkadot, like specifically um the the governance is, is is pretty exciting i think with polkadot it's a wasm based chain so you're able to do things um, um more uh, automatically let's say or in a more automated way around the blockchain so you have more powerful coordination mechanism to where we're like if we agree like you and i and the other blockchain holder uh like dot holders agree on something and we vote accordingly that is executed, so it's not like up to someone or some dev somewhere to like that has repo access to to execute our decision. Um, it just happens, right? These are code level suggestions and code level changes that are being suggested. So, um, so that's really exciting because you kind of have, you know, if you have a referendum on leaving the EU or, or, or leaving the Polkadot network, if you're a parachain, like that that happens. Um, if, if 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 the voters um, vote to do so, um, it, it, so, so that that's kind of you know uh, 
potentially more powerful, potentially more censorship resistant um, way of coordination uh, than we've seen in like nation states or, or, or corporations or something. Um, so the governance is, and that's also kind of scary, right? Because you're having yeah. votes that are uh, autonomously uh, executed. Like just in, in 2014 or 2015, there was a lot of people who, who were like, oh my gosh, you, 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 you have an if then statement. And if you put money there, like minting happens or, or if there's a bug in these smart contracts, like what happens, you know? Um, and, and, and some things, you know, did happen, um, but a lot of really great innovative things happened too. So, um, some bad things happened and some, some more innovative things happened too. So it's a powerful technology, um, being able to, to upgrade these blockchains, um, and, um, on the fly without kind of a hard fork and Polkadot enables that. Um, so hopefully it provides a more cohesive base and you don't have as much, um, forks in the future and that sort of thing. There's a way, there's a dispute resolution mechanism. But now, how did someone that came from your background uh, come into crypto? I mean, what was it that attracted you? Of all the things you could have done, why this space? Okay, why, why crypto generally? I mean, I think, uh, I mean, for me in crypto generally, like, you know, you you, you got to work on something and you want to work on something that's impactful and um and that also you feel like you can contribute to. And I believe crypto is, um, you know, for all the, uh, for, for, for all the um, discussions in mainstream media and, and kind of um, poo-pooing certain aspects of it, or, you know, there, there's an underbelly to a lot of, especially new um, in uh, new industries, right? Um, there's a lot of promise to actually, um, change the power structures of society um, through through cryptocurrencies. And you're seeing that now with France instituting a crypto to, mandatory KYC for crypto to crypto exchange, a lot of talk about regulation in the US and, and uh, you know, some hand waving or maybe even action out of China and, and these different places, right, that feel the threat of, 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 of cryptocurrencies and the as a, as a store of value as, as a medium of exchange kind of threatening the state's monopoly on, on money. Um, that was the first reason I kind of got in. And then I learned more about Ethereum and some of these more world computer decentralized computers that can, you know, execute any commands. Um, and, you know, you could build applications on that or you can build anything on that, right? It was kind of the meme for a little bit. Um, and, and, and so that kind of kept me in um, uh, the, the space because, you know, there's still technology being built here. There's still real human ingenuity going into building these um, these systems that now can do stuff with that money or, 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 or coordinate people around the, the, those economic systems. And um, so I'm hoping that it doesn't just um, start and stop with with peer-to-peer uh, -peer cash or, or store value, um, like with Bitcoin Cash or Bitcoin kind of thing, but also, um, you know, the, 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 some of these, um, these things being built on Ethereum can scale uh, on Ethereum or other other kind of L1 chains. Very interesting. Now, where do you th see things going over the next two, three, maybe five years in the space? I mean, it's evolving quite quick. And I, I was I was told recently that like what is it like a day in crypto is like a month in any other market, or or a year in crypto is like a decade. Is that true? It sure feels like it when you're pretty close to the to the metal, as it were. Um, there's there's a lot of people pushing the boundaries, but there's also a lot further we could push things. I think 
And whenever you see kind of like DeFi ha have a moment like it, it is right now and in, in the summer, like that's kind of the hot thing right now. And, um, you know, you, you quickly see just a bunch of people basically copying one another's code and then maybe like changing, changing one or two parameters or changing the meme or the brand or whatever. Um, so, uh, so, so I think that's where a lot of folks are, are spending their time right now. But, um, so, you know, someone tweeted the other day that maybe the biggest DeFi protocols are already launched and out there, uh, and you can just choose to buy or participate, um, or, or, or in them, or, or, or you can, you know, keep, try to bang your head against the wall and launch new ones. So it's like, okay, then where's the, where, where are the things that people are launching that, uh, will, will have a top moment in, in a year or two. Um, and I think that's kind of what your question is, is, you know, what, what's next and, um, Kind of at hypersphere, we have this belief that it's, like I said, digital assets that maybe don't originate endogenously from the blockchain itself, like like Bitcoin, right? You get that for mining it, or DOT, but maybe like um, file storage or, or computation or or privacy. And that's you know the other reason why I'm really excited about Polkadot is you have um, you have this parachain architecture that allows you to build blockchains on top of this kind of meta protocol, so you can really have a lot more control. So if like Stellar doesn't work for your payments application, um, you can just rebuild Stellar in a way that works for you on top of Polkadot and ha have a lot more control um, over over your your applications that could be built on it, right? You can do everything you can do in a smart contract on a blockchain, but a lot, a lot more as well, whereas you can't do everything you can do um, uh, in, in a smart, uh, on a blockchain in a smart contract. Um, so it's a bigger, it's kind of a larger design space to kind of, you know, for 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 these developers to 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 create new things. Um, so I think there's going to be, yeah, the, the, this kind of promise of Web three, right? One of the reasons that, that keeps me in the space um, is, is I'm hopeful that that can be built on Polkadot. Uh, and for entrepreneurs in the space, you know, starting a company is challenging in itself, but starting a company in a space that you really don't know if you're regulated, should you be regulated? It's, it's a lot of moving pieces. It's a new asset class when we look at the cryptocurrency side of it. And on the blockchain side, it has infinite possibilities. So how do you take the idea out of your head and execute it? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the uh, for, for, for entrepreneurs, they're especially, I mean, firstly, where are you based? What's your citizenship? That actually goes into play here. Um, Whereas maybe if you're just starting like a SaaS enterprise software company or a Web2 app like that does meditation or something like no one goes, you know, you might be an advantage to be in Silicon Valley. But maybe if you're doing like a decentralized cryptocurrency DeFi thing, maybe it doesn't maybe it's actually a disadvantage to be in Silicon Valley. Um, so, um, you know, there's a lot more there, there. You have to kind of be willing if you're if you're building these systems to, to kind of live it right there's a reason why cz has moved the headquarters of binance and and doesn't tell anyone where he is um at any given time um so many like so often right um because because um there's there's a little bit more risk that goes into things <laughs> and so um if you're an entrepreneur and you're you're launching a token it's like are you gonna you know are you really gonna try to live the, that that life um and and, and i think that you know, if you're an investor in the space, you, you're kind of the the invest the, the what you're investing in is from a founder perspective. Maybe it's different personality traits than than 
you, you know, uh, like um, the, the the folks who who launch the really good sharing gig economy apps or or photo sharing apps and stuff. Maybe it's a different kind of person who who's able to launch a decentralized network, then step back from it. Right? They're no longer in charge of it um, for for legal, regulatory, and community right reasons. Um, uh, so that takes a certain type of person now, and then it's launching money and it takes a certain type of, of, um, of person to also launch, launch their own money. Um, now when we talk about the, the crypto versus blockchain, what are the differences? Can you, can you, I mean, this is my words. Can you dumb it down a little bit for the audience? Because some of our listeners are new to the space. What is the difference between blockchain and cryptocurrency? Uh, for me, the, the difference is um, <clears throat> cryptocurrency is is the culmination of of a blockchain and a bunch of other technologies um, that um, that make it possible. And the blockchain is is simply a way to keep track of of um, of who owns what in the system and. And, 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 and who uh, what belongs to whom um, and kind of the the transitions between one state of I own a dollar and, and, and you own maybe two dollars Dustin and then maybe you give me one and I own two and and you own one the blockchain keeps track of those state transitions um, but but maybe what were um, like the the bearer instrument that changes hands that only I own and I can prove I own um, that dollar that's the cryptocurrency part um, because I have I have proof that I that I have that um, that dollar you gave me, um, but I also have full control over that, which is kind of scary, right? The the cryptocurrency part is the part where you have private keys to to assets um, and you hold those, you know, maybe in a safety deposit box or you know wherever you you, you keep those safe, and um, uh, and that's where that meme "be your own bank" comes into play, right? Uh, that doesn't really necessarily have anything to do with the blockchain. Um, uh, in the strict sense, um, it's kind of in the background doing its thing. But the cryptocurrencies, what, 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 what you have when you're your own bank. Fascinating, and in this dot space. You know, DOT itself, it is a token or a coin or, or the, the system itself ha- has a cryptocurrency, yet there are many other projects that are being built on the, on the, in the DOT ecosystem. How does that work exactly? Is it the same as like an ERC-20 or how does this work? Yeah, I think uh, that's a great question, Dustin. There's still some stuff working out here, being worked out here. So um, you have the DOT, which is this base layer relay chain currency, and then you have these 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 other chains that are coming and attaching themselves to Polkadot, um, and um, and th- that can be like um, Moonbeam or Akala or if someone built like a Stellar on Polkadot or something like this, right? Um, those would be other substrate-based chains. Um, so those tokens, substrate-based chains, have tokens that that are, are pretty similar to to Dot and um, how like an exchange or a wallet would integrate them. Um, they kind of run these these substrate nodes. Um, in terms of the smart contract um, tokens, you, like Moonbeam is going to go ahead and and implement like it, all the Ethereum token standards. So ERC twenty or, or 
1155 or at a, the various NFT standards that people use, that's all going to be able to be native on Polkadot. Um, so you can still have those NFTs and different different um, different assets. Uh, but then the token standards for Polkadot itself um, and, and under the hood substrate, the kind of blockchain building framework Polkadot's built on, that is still, um, I think people are like the community and, and parity is still working through what those token standards are. So that would be definitely something to, to watch. I think the, the challenge is coming up with something um, useful enough, um, but also general enough to capture um, all the like, all, all, all the like coming up with a token on Substreet is rather, I think, ra rather trivial, but coming up with a token standard, right, that, that encapsulates all the use cases, all the things you'd want to do, um, like the ERC20 token standard that, 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 that Gav helped with um, you know, several years, years ago, or, or some of these NFT standards is, is the challenging part. Um, but I'm sure that, you know, it's going to be figured out. So how do we learn more about Hypersphere? Hypersphere.ventures or, or follow me on Twitter, uh, Jack B. Platts. Simple enough. Thank you again for sharing your story on the Bitcoin.com podcast. Heck yeah, Dustin. Appreciate it. You've listened to another episode of the Bitcoin.com podcast. Subscribe at news.bitcoin.com, where your journey begins.